and welcome to a very special GamingUnion.net interview. I'm Fozzie, and today we have the talented James Harper, who you may know better as Arcturus Manx, from a little franchise called StarCraft II. Welcome to the show, James. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here myself. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll stop being Arcturus. I can't help myself. <laughs> I get in front of a microphone, even a telephone, and I start, I'm, I'm Arcturus. What can I tell you? Hey, we're, we're not complaining here. Like, that's totally cool. Okay, so my first question revolves around your career as a whole. I see you've been listed in a ton of film and TV work, so why does voice acting appeal to you? It's, it's, uh, it's relatively easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I mean, they're all the, uh, I suppose, the obvious reasons, you know, uh, uh, opportunity to earn some money with, without going too far or doing too much. <laughs> there is that. But... Um, uh, I don't know. I, you know, it, 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 it uh, I, I like to be able to, uh, to do good things. I mean, I like to pride myself on the quality of the work. And um, I've done, you know, tons of stage stuff, lots and lots of film, lots of lots of television. Uh, and it just seems to be, you know, one of the next uh, kind of area to, to move into. I'm, I'd actually love to do much more of the animation. It's, it's a tremendous amount of fun. i, I got to tell you that. <laughs> you know, I have a great time doing this stuff. And it's been a fascinating process with, with this for me in particular because I don't do a whole bunch of voice work where we're leaning and trying to move more into that area. So that all, my entire life, everybody is, you know, my entire adult life. Well, you have a wonderful voice. You should be doing, don't you do commercials or stuff like that? You should be doing some of those things. You know? mm-hmm. And I've kind, of, I've kind of twiddled my thumbs about it over the years, fallen into some things accidentally, done them, and then never really pursued them, which is oh, it's all my bad that I, that I didn't. But uh, it, it is great fun to do. The one aspect that I kind of miss about it is, uh, you know, when you're recording, you don't get to really work with the characters, the other actors mm-hmm. at all. Uh, it's, it's just you in the booth doing the lines, and hopefully you have a wonderful director you're working with, and somebody else can feed, feed you cue lines and stuff, so you have something to, to go from. But it, it's, uh, in the end, it's emoting and creating a character from about almost as singular and solo a place as you can as an actor. Uh, and people need to kind of use their imaginations, although visually you do have help because you have some great character sketches and great animation work and stuff. Um, but when you're in the booth, you're really creating it. It's very intense, and uh, you have to be really, really, really grounded and focused because it's your voice that's going to basically make the audience, yourself out there playing the game, uh, believe. And uh, you're telling the story and stuff really with your words and the voice. Uh, and uh, I, that's, that's exciting. You can't rely on anything else, I guess I'm trying to say. It's mm-hmm. just kind of you. Yeah. Just kind of your voice. You can't even rely on facial expressions or, or, or you know, some other little tricks or something you have to, to convey something. It's in your voice. It's in your timing. It's... Um, and uh, that's very challenging and, and quite fun. I mean, I, I love doing it. I've always loved doing things with my voice. So, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, it's fun. Uh, and uh, once you got the job, then it's kind of easy money. <laughs> 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 but it ain't easy to get the job. You, see? Mm-hmm. you know, this is a, 
this is a very, very, very difficult and uh, competitive uh, field. And I'm sure probably you're doing work with gaming union and looking at stuff and maybe talking to other people. You're probably and and being um, you know close, close and closer to the business uh, through your own education and and so on and and uh, uh, goals and what your schooling is right now. Um, you know that it's it's difficult out there. It's not an easy road to hoe. And and because of the plethora, shall I say, of games and stuff and and the real explosion of meeting uh, voices, people do think it is easy because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. But there are people out there now, you know, uh, before people want to be, you know, oh, I want to be a starlet. Uh, oh, you know, I'm going to be an actor. So, you know, drop everything you're doing, hitchhike to Hollywood. You know, you're going to make it big out here. Well, it's kind of the same way people are now voices. Oh, games, I can make a million dollars doing this. I'm going to be a voice actor. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's not easy. It's, uh, I shouldn't say it's ever easy once you book the job. What it is is quick. Mm-hmm. Doing stuff like, like this is quick. You can do other things that take a long time to do. I mean, audio books <laughs> can take, you know, you record an audio book. You, you're the voice. You can talk the book. You you tell you read the book basically you know that can that can be you know five six seven eight days worth of work mm-hmm. you know hours and hours and hours uh and that is not easy stuff to do do um, you would you say that you prefer voice acting to film then um no i wouldn't say that i prefer it uh at all i i pro- i probably i uh, and i and i tell you why the bottom line is why i prefer how oh, i wouldn't prefer it to one or the other it's it's like talking two two things First of all, it's like talking about apples and oranges. It's two. It's it's a totally different kind of thing. Uh, totally different kind of thing. Uh, I love doing this for what it is, and I love it. Film work is like doing TV work or doing it on the stage. You're interacting with another person. Um, most of the time, you can do a, a one-man show on stage or something like that. But for most, but even then, you're interacting. You're interacting with the audience. You're interacting with live people, um, and uh, there is uh, uh, there is a certain other area of one's uh, creative needs that get satisfied by interacting with other actors, other characters in a film situation, in that medium, or television, uh, you know, videotape, or or on the stage. That, that isn't quite satisfied when you're doing this kind of thing. And, you know, there's also the other technical reasons. Even, even if you do get to work with somebody, you're either doing something that is scripted, doing background sounds, where you really are specifically told by your director in the booth there to overlap with other people. But for the most part, you really have to be aware. You, even when you're interacting with somebody else in a booth, you, you can't really speak naturally most of the time because each person, each actor's lines needs to be, you know, in the clear mm-hmm. for editing purposes and stuff. You can't have one actor, even though we might naturally, like you just did, say, mm-hmm, I, I stopped a little bit, but then I kept going there. You know, you, 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 you can't do that even though naturally one would overlap somebody. You have to keep things clean. So... Uh, uh, um, you know, it, again, there's not quite the room. I mean, you have to do that in film, too, when, you know, you're down to individual shots and stuff, but not in master shots or not in, 
you know, when two people are involved in the shot and stuff, you don't have to worry about it. But it's just this much more natural, immediate interaction that is going on. Um, that, that that part just doesn't happen when you're doing, um, you know, voiceover work. Do you have any uh, favorite projects that you worked on? Oh, well, this is it. This is my favorite project. I mean, you're talking about overall or you're talking about... Uh, in, sure, in, overall. Overall. Oh, overall. Well, t- to be honest with you, overall, this whole experience that I have had with StarCraft has been a tremendous experience dating back to, you know, what, uh, how many years ago now? Oh, 10. 13 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah, 97, I think, I first recorded. It was the first date I was recording the original StarCraft. The original StarCraft came out maybe in 98, uh, maybe the end of 97. I'm not quite sure now the date. But I was recording it in 97, that I know. Somewhere, I think, in August of 97. Um, but the last few months, I mean, you know, I recorded this over a year and a half ago. Wow. Uh, this was recorded in March, April, uh, maybe May of 2009. Uh, and then I participated, as you've seen on the website and stuff, I participated in BlizzCon uh, last year. I uh, was on part of a panel there with uh, six or seven of the other voice actors <coughs> involved with StarCraft. Uh, and then it's just been ongoing since then, you know, and then they, they cut a commercial for before the release came out. You know, they did that. They just integrated one of my lines uh, from the game. Um, so that was a huge pleasant surprise, which they did no work for <laughs> and got paid. <laughs> that was really cool. Um you know, and then I participated in the midnight launch at, at a GameStop um, store uh, down in Irvine, California, which is near where the Blizzard headquarters is. You know, I was there till 2.30 in the morning signing autographs, starting about 10.30 at night. Uh, that was very cool. Myself and uh, character uh, Robert Clotworth, who plays Jim Rayner, and uh, uh, Neil Kaplan, who plays Tychus Finley. The three of us were down there. Wow. Signing autographs. And uh, so this whole aspect of it has been, and then a couple of weeks ago, well, you've seen on my fan page, let everybody know, of course, I have a fan page out there, James Harper, <laughs> which I prefer people to go to on Facebook. The link is on the questions thread of this interview, if you need to right. go in there. Terrific. Uh, well, people can see there the visit to Blizzard, uh, Blizzard that I made a few weeks ago. Well, we, we went down and viewed in the Blizzard Theater uh, all of the cinematics for the game. Uh, had lunch down there, met the uh, many, many of the developers that we hadn't met before, possibly. Although we saw a lot of them at BlizzCon last year. Um, so fun. I mean, this has just been a, a real favorite project of mine um, for quite some time. It, it's had so much uh, good things attached to it, and I believe, which I give you more details about later, but I'm going to be involved in some kind of a convention in San Francisco in February, it looks like, um, also. And we'll be at uh, BlizzCon next week uh, at uh, on Saturday. Well, I don't have the time slot yet, but I think it might be 1 o'clock for any of you, your folks out there interested, but uh, myself and Neil Kaplan and uh, Spike Finley and Robert Clotworthy, Jim Rayner, plus a few others who I just can't name right now because I don't know, I'm not sure, but we will be down there um, uh, signing autographs, I think, at 1 p.m., something like from 1 to 2 or something like that. Um, but get there early mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's not a whole bunch of time that they've slotted for this. And um, 
anyway, uh, other projects uh, uh, over the years, uh, other, you know, um, tremendous number of theatrical things that I've done that I have been very, very favorites of mine. I did a one-man show written by John Thielmeyer, which still to this day is one of my favorite pieces I've ever done called Willie, an Evening of Wilderness and Spirit. I did that at Arizona Theater Company, both in Tucson and uh, Phoenix a number of years ago. Oh, God, that's 17 years ago already. <laughs> oh, how time flies. Uh, that's one of my favorites. Uh, still to this day, one of my favorites is my very first professional production way back in 1973 the New York Shakespeare Festival. Um, King Lear in Central Park uh, uh, with James Earl Jones. Um, and uh, <clears throat> many people in gaming world, of course, know him as Darth Vader. Yes. <laughs> uh, the voice, the voice up. Uh, but, you know, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Tony Award winning, uh, Oscar winning um, uh, uh, actor. Um, uh, Film-wise, I suppose, you know, one of my favorite things to date still is the great, great fortune, good fortune I had to work with Paul Newman. Ah, uh, yeah. And uh, in uh, in Blaze, which is a wonderful film, actually. It's a Ron Shelton film. Um, of course, also uh, Armageddon with Bruce Willis mm-hmm. also was a favorite just because of how we had to shoot that, where we had to shoot that, and... Uh, on an oil rig 250 miles out in the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so there you have it. Um, well, getting back to StarCraft, uh, what was it like to play someone as evil as Mengsk? Well, I don't think it uh, is evil. Um, I think he I think he's probably turned down the wrong path, um, um, maybe. But I don't think, he certainly doesn't think in terms of himself as evil. I think he's doing everything he can to... You know, cover his uh, cover his rear end at all times, um, just like anybody does, I suppose. That, uh, <clears throat> or like many people do, not anybody, but many people do when they achieve a certain amount of notoriety, a certain amount of power. And he, he I think, I think he just, he, you know, he suffers from uh, his, um, he, you know, he succumbs to, uh, you know, the uh, temptation of things, or succumbs. To to, uh, uh, you know, he doesn't maintain his virtuous thing that he may have started out with once he gets a little taste of power, mm-hmm. uh, a taste of control. And, he, you know, he just happens to be a control freak, you know, who shouldn't be in the position he is in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, you know, once you start doing bad things, then you have to protect yourself more and more and more and more and more. And so the things you do just become worse and worse and worse and worse. But it's all, I think, much, you know, it's certainly about self-preservation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what he's about, kind of self-preservation? That's why he's got to do what he's got to do. He's got to take care of, you know, I don't want to speak too much about the game for any people that haven't played the whole thing through or anything else. But, um, yeah, I say, so the things that he, he does, he does out of a sense of self-preservation, I think. Um, uh, uh, it gets to that point. Uh, so, he, you know, he got that, that lust for power and everything, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of overcame him. And then once he had it, and once he'd done things to protect it, you know, and you kind of, he, he just keeps kind of digging the hole a little deeper each time. But then you have to dig it deeper each time. Mm-hmm. 
um, uh, you, 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 you know, it takes more and more effort once you've gone down a certain path to protect yourself because you've got more and more enemies out there. And then other things begin to happen, and, and you don't have the same uh, allies that you had at one time because you've turned them kind of against you and stuff, and maybe they're not such nice people to begin with either, and maybe everybody here in this world that's out there and been created here in StarCraft, maybe, maybe not everybody is. You know, not everybody's good. Maybe the doctor is. Maybe she's. Rainer's even considered an outlaw, which isn't necessarily the good thing. Right. No, I know. That's what I. That's what I mean. And 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 they were partners. Mm-hmm. Manx and Rainer and Kerrigan and you know, they were all fighting uh, together. You know, or early on, they were they were allies, whether for you know whatever reasons. Anyway, um, um, I'm giving you some history as much as I know because I, I have to be honest with you, you know, I, I've i never played the game. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, as I turn around here in my office, I look up on one of my shelves up there and sitting up at the top of that shelf up there gathering dust is an original StarCraft game from 1998, first released, unplayed, unopened. Probably could get something for it on eBay, don't you think? <laughs> okay, so guys on eBay, look out for a StarCraft original edition from Manx. Edition never been played that may have may have autographs on it from myself, Jim Rayner, and Chris Metzen. So see you guys, you know, advertising. Uh, yeah, so... You know, may and may not. I've never quite made up my mind about that, whether I want to really release it, let it go. <laughs> um, it sits up there and it's never been played. And the reason why it was never played, of course, is that I'm a Macintosh guy. Mm-hmm. And the original game it wasn't available on Mac. It was only PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I've seen lots of it, but never, never, never played it anyway. Have I answered your last question? Yep. Um, have you started working on Heart of the Swarm, uh, Heart of the Swarm yet? Heart of the Swarm. Um, Heart of the Swarm. Is that number two or number two? That would be number two. Number two. Um, I can safely say that I have probably worked on Heart of the Swarm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's about all we have time for today. But thank you so much, James Harper. You're quite welcome. It has been my pleasure entirely. And uh, I hope all your fans will... Uh, you looking forward to the next installment. <laughs> yes, definitely. So, I'm Fozzie, and this has been a GameUnion.net production. You have been listening to a little conversation between Fozzie and Arcturus Minx on GameUnion.net. Y'all come back now, yes. Yeah.